Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. I'd like to direct your attention to 2 Chronicles chapter 7. 2 Chronicles chapter number 7 and verse 13. 2 Chronicles 7, 13. If I, this is God speaking, if I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Amen. Amen. I want to preach on the subject, the greatest need of the hour. The greatest need of the hour. Folks, this wonderful nation that we are all a part of was founded on Judeo-Christian principles. The founding fathers looked to God for help and guidance as they met to formulate the ideals that this great republic would stand on and stand for. Amen. The Declaration of Independence, a portion of it says, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Amen. And out of this declaration was later born the U.S. Constitution and the Bill of Rights, which more specifically defined these unalienable rights. An unalienable right is a right which is not capable of being taken away or denied. And amen. That's why we need to hold on to these things that God has given us in this great country of ours. Amen. Rights like freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of the press, freedom to peaceably assemble, freedom to petition the government for redress of grievances, freedom against unreasonable search and seizures, it's the right to a speedy and public trial and by an impartial jury where a person can face his accusers and be confronted with the witnesses against him. Amen. Our national motto, which actually was contained, amen, in that great song, the Star Spangled Banner, which we know as our national anthem, amen, that that was, uh, that was created many, many uh, co- hundreds of years ago, a couple hundreds of years ago, amen, uh, shortly after the war that we won, amen, talking about our flag, talking about the victory of the revolution, amen, and one of the verses, there's, we only sing one verse, that first verse is only sung when we, see, we had ball games in places when you hear the national anthem, but there's many more verses, amen, and one of the verses talks about in God we trust, and later on in our country's history, amen, it was cemented as our national motto, amen, and we should never forget that in God we must trust if this country is going to be what it needs to be. Amen. And if you ever forget, you just look 
at the front side of any coin, a penny, a nickel, a dime, a quarter, any coin, 50 cent piece, a dollar piece. It'll say those great words, in God we trust, is inscribed on the front. And every bill, every dollar bill, amen, $2 bill, $5, 10 20 50 100 whatever, you look on the back and it says, in God we trust. We've got to trust God yes, for this nation. Amen. Praise God and the Pledge of Allegiance. This, this nation was founded. We're, we're, we're one nation under God. Amen. With liberty and justice for all. Indivisible. Amen. With liberty and justice for all. Amen. We've got to keep this nation under God. We've got to keep this nation in God's hands. Praise God. We sing timeless songs which were written about God's influence over our country. Songs like God Bless America that goes, God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with the light from above. That's not a song. That's a prayer today, folks. That's a prayer. Amen. The battle hymn of the republic. It says, mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. His truth is marching on. Praise God. Praise God, America the beautiful. Amen. A part of it goes, America, America, God shed his grace on thee. And finally, my country, tis of thee. Our fathers, hey, one of the verses that we don't really sing in this, but it is very uh, what I want to talk about, about God. Amen. Our fathers, God to thee, author of liberty, to thee we sing. Long may our land be bright with freedom's holy light. Protect us by thy might, great God, our King. Amen. I'm telling you, this, there's songs about our God. Amen. There's mottos about our God. Amen. There's pledges about our God. Amen. Everything, everywhere you look, even though it's been taken away slowly and surely. Amen. It's still there. In God we trust. One nation under God. All throughout the period of time from the Declaration of Independence through the Revolutionary War and then the founding of America, prayer was greatly depended on by our founding fathers and all those who fought for our independence. George Washington, who was a great general that helped lead the victory, amen, became, of course, our first president. He explained the reasoning for calling the nation's first federal day of prayer with these words. He said, it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, to be grateful for His benefits, and humbly to implore His protection and favor. Benjamin Franklin not only spoke about the frequent prayers that were made during the Revolutionary War and at, and at the first Constitutional Convention, but he also spoke about the miracles and the answers to prayer that got this country, amen, to be our own country. Amen. They had to fight for freedom. Amen. And folks, you not only have to fight for freedom, you got to fight to keep freedom. Yes. Abraham Lincoln said this, I know that the Lord is always on the side of right, 
But it is my constant anxiety and prayer that I and this nation be on the Lord's side. Ronald Reagan said this, if we ever forget that we are one nation under God, then we will be a nation gone under. He also said that freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it to our children through the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on to them to do the same. Or one day we will spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it was once like in the United States where men were free. He said this, amen, the time has come to turn back to God and reassert our trust in him for the healing of America. Now he said that in the 80s, amen, but I think that is a very applicable to us in 2020, amen, as we find ourselves on the first day of November, amen, the time has come to turn back to God and reassert our trust in him for the healing of America. The Bible tells us we need to pray for our leaders and our land. Amen. Some people say, well, we shouldn't be getting involved with government. There's some religions that don't believe in getting involved with any kind of government or anything. I just kind of close yourself off and hope for the best. Oh, no. Amen. We read about in the Bible. They got involved. They prayed. Amen. They went before kings. They went before governors. They went before magistrates. And they prayed and they changed minds. And they altered the course of history through prayer. Amen. Jeremiah 29.7. Seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you. And pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its welfare you will find your welfare. Listen to that, folks. Amen. Wherever you find yourself living, amen. If you're living in a particular city, amen, you pray for that city. You pray for the leaders of that city. You pray for the mayor and the city council, amen. Because if if you want to find welfare, if you want to be safe, if you want to be taken care of in that city, amen, your welfare comes. Praise God for in the welfare of that city, praise God. So pray to the Lord on its behalf, your city, your county, your state, your country. Yes. Oh, hallelujah. Paul told us, 1 Timothy chapter 4, I exhort therefore that first of all, amen, it's always good to have put prayer first. First of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority. Amen. We need to pray for every congressperson. We need to pray for every senator, state and federal. We need to pray for every government official. We need to pray for every cabinet member. We need to pray for the president, the vice president. We need to pray for everybody, every judge. We need to pray for everybody that has any say. Our leaders, amen, that are forming, amen, where this place is going, what things are happening. We got to pray for them. This great nation finds itself at perhaps its most consequential crossroads. Amen. 
We as God's people are uniquely positioned to impact and influence the direction our country will take. It's time for God's people, amen, as we read in 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. It's time for God's people to humble themselves. It's time for God's people to turn from our wicked ways if there be any in us, amen. And we should pray to God to help us, to search us. That's what David said in Psalm 139, 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. It's time for God's people to pray and to seek His face. This is no time to allow our hearts to fail us as we see what's happening before our very eyes. Amen. This is a time to stand up and be counted. This is a time to be a soldier of Jesus Christ. Endure hardness, the Bible said, as a soldier and let God use you in this Amen. Wonderful. Amen. Work of his. This is no time to faint as we witness the enemy of our souls rearing his ugly head in our country, sowing discord, division, and darkness. Amen. The Irish statement Statesman and philosopher Edmund Burke said this, The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Amen. Hallelujah. I am imploring the good people of God. I'm imploring anybody that knows how to pray. Amen. Let's not do nothing. Let's do something. And prayer is one of the greatest things. And you couple that with fasting, those are the things that will move mountains. And will change the landscape right before us. Amen. The only thing necessary for triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Romans 12, 21 said, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I don't care what anybody says. Everybody's been fed a line that evil can swash good. Goody two-shoes and good weak people. Good people are weak people is what people have been taught. I'm telling you, good, amen, is greater than evil, praise God. Or we will not be told that we can overcome it with good. Righteousness is good. Living good and right and clean lives and good lives before God. It's good. Amen. Prayer is good. Fasting is good. The Bible is good. And living by the Bible is good. We need to remember that good will always triumph over evil when God is in it because God is good. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. This is a time to stand boldly on the word of God with all the authority he has given us as his children and believe God for his promises to come to pass. This is a time to pray in Jesus' name. We need to intercede in prayer on behalf of our country before God. We need to stand in the gap and make up the hedge for our country, calling on God to allow truth to triumph and peace to prevail. We need to pray against deceit and division. We need to pray against any plans the devil has to create havoc in our country. We need to pray for God to give us righteous leaders that have our best interests at heart. Yes. Proverbs 29, 2. When the godly are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked are in power, they groan. We can make a difference with our prayers. We can make such a difference with our prayers. Amen. That's why we don't pray like we should sometimes. 
That's why we find ourselves not having time to pray. Or when we get to pray, we're, we're distracted and we're thinking about everything else because the enemy of our souls knows that if the people of God would band together, two or three together in his name, and pray fervently, amen, from a righteous heart, much will be done and his kingdom will push, be pushed back, praise God. Make time for prayer. Don't just take time. Make time. It's a necessity. It's not optional. It's not leisure. I want to talk about the heroes of faith in the Bible for a moment. We read about many of them in Hebrews chapter 11. Amen. Most of them Old Testament people. Praise God. Amen. They came before kings. We see Daniel, the three Hebrew children. We see different ones coming before kings in the Old Testament. We see them stand. Amen. Apostle Paul stand before. Amen. Governors and different people and magistrates. And we saw Jesus even stand before Pilate, the governor of Judea. Praise God. And Galilee. Amen. And God move things. Because we have an influence. We can change things. Hebrews 11.33 said, By faith, these people overthrew kingdoms. They ruled with justice and received what God had promised them. When we do our part, God will do his part in a mighty and awesome way. He will hear and answer our prayers. He will forgive our sins. And what I want to focus on right now, that third thing he will do once we seek his face, pray, turn from our wicked ways and humble ourselves. He said, I will heal their land. (laughs) I will heal their land. This land we live in needs some healing right now. This statement can mean a lot of things, but I believe it means he will heal our homes. He will heal our communities. He will heal our cities. He will heal our states. And most importantly, he will heal the great, amen, United States of America. There's one song I kept for the end of of those patriotic songs about God and about our land. And it has to do with He'll heal our land. Folks, this is our land. Amen. Our land is founded. Amen. So long ago, we have the greatest constitution, the greatest Bill of Rights. This country is great. It's a, one of the youngest countries still in the world, but it's still the greatest. Some countries have been around thousands of years, and we're still just a few hundred, 300, not even 300. Amen. Praise God. But that song says, this land is your land. This land is my land. From California to the New York Island. From the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters. This land was made for you and me. And if you don't believe that God's hand was upon the founding of this country, amen, then then after everything I just said, and there's just, this is just a, a little... Cliff Notes version. This is a little Reader's Digest version. This is just a little summary. Amen. An outline. You can go Google it yourself and do your research about all the prayers prayed, about all the miracles that happened, about all the hand of God on this country. We're not perfect, but God has smiled on us 
as we have tried to be better. Amen. But this is my land. This is your land. And let's not give it up. Praise God. Hallelujah. Freedom is a fragile treasure. It's not guaranteed and it's not automatic like Ronald Reagan said. Praise God. It has to be fought for. It has to be maintained. And it has to be protected. And one of the greatest ways to do it is for people to pray. 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 Amen. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.